It's the calm before the storm Don't say I didn't warn you This ain't no Sunday morning coming down It's gonna get loud like a 12 gauge Like a shockwave shaking the ground Loud like a freight train Like the roar of a hometown crowd Get loud like a speedway Gonna blow these speakers on out It's the only way we know how No, we ain't turning down Gonna get loud Everybody get loud What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Double Double Hockey As always, I'm Brent, and with my fellow friend, Devin. <laughs> What's good, guys? Let's get this going. Let's get it rolling. So, Lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Hectic, hectic week of hockey. <laughs> Just hecticness. Especially for the Rangers organization. Uh, that is, there's some crazy stuff going down. Like the GM just got fired, the president got fired, got replaced literally in like a minute. Yeah, Jake should be have a happy day. He's always asking us to talk about the Rangers, and we're going to talk about the Rangers. Talk about the freaking Rangers all day today. We're not talking about numbers. We're not talking about random little people. We were going to talk about the New York Rangers, just in the Washington Capitals, and everything around it, even player safety. You know, throw up a little player safety. What they're up to. What a joke, I must say. What a joke. Like, okay, what were you expecting from this? I was honestly expecting. Like, at least, like, 10 to 20 games. So, Colin Wilson, the absolute maniac, all I think of when I think, think of, sorry, all I see when I think of Colin Wilson is him in the box, like, doing the big arm thing, no Tom, jersey. Tom Wilson. Tom, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. Sorry, not Colin. Did I say Colin Wilson? Yeah, Colin, yeah. Poor guy. That's no nothing like Tom. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> big Tom Wilson just freaking flexing with his arm, looking like an absolute moron. Nothing's in this brain to get like in this guy's brain. He takes out probably the entire New York Rangers organization. Like I'm I'm stunned he didn't go in the bench and grab Kako and Laffy, beat them up a little and just try to ruin everything, right? Like honestly. <laughs> like I, I forgot which play yeah, so Booch Navish, um whistle blows, you know, pucks pucks frozen on the ground, face planted, gives him a, a couple punches to the head. It's not done there. Panera and everyone's jumping in and little brawl going. Then I believe Wilson pulled out Panera and starts going after him. Fucking flings him on the ice. And then Zibanejad goes off and it's just a whole thing. Before we continue, Panera's had a rough year. Like, was attacked by the Russian government and now he's getting attacked by Tom Wilson. They're just, he had a rough year. Like, they didn't make the playoffs. He didn't do what, he just had a rough like yes. this 2021 is a year to forget for Mr. Breadman himself. Like we just he's gonna forget about 2021. Yeah. So after this craziness that you discussed, I was thinking Tom Wilson, not Colin Wilson, Tom, correct, was gonna get suspended for the rest of the regular season and at least two rounds of the playoffs easily. Because he's had some huge suspensions before this, if I'm not mistaken. Like I think maybe close to a 20-game suspension or something like that. He's, he's had some, many suspensions before, yeah. He's I'm like, this is it. it. I thought he was going to get the Nazem Kadri suspension, the indefinite. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, when the season ends, you're back. But until then, you're not getting the thing. So I thought he was going to get that. And then player safety's like, yeah, we gave him a five grand fine. I'm just 
<laughs> I'm like, what? Like, you didn't even care. You just didn't even look at the situation. No, honestly, I don't. I don't think they did. Honestly, and then you just saw the Shane Gossespierre. Um, that he got suspended for two games just for a little nudge after. Yeah, which you know what? It was bad. Uh, honestly, like I guess two games is the minimum, right? It must be. I'm assuming. Yep. Hey, I did that same play last year in in hockey. I'm pretty sure. I think I cross checked a guy after he scored on a net. See, the only difference was is that the like the game ended. <laughs> They gave him, and then he shot it in like two seconds. This later. guy, he like scored on that like afterwards, and I gave him a crosser behind him. Nobody really defended him, but we're so. Oh my god! Wrong, but... Me and everyone else on the, the fucking bench like went to like go kick this kid's ass. We have footage actually. Man. Pretty funny. My girlfriend recorded it. It's not much. It's, it was it's... a funny situation. I kind of just gave him like a just like a a drilling cross check straight into the lower back, right where it hurts, like right oh, yeah. where. You're going to feel the next day. And he was like, for some reason, we, our entire team just left and just were ready to jump this kid. Like, it was such a disaster. Piss. Like, we should, we lost to freaking, like, Arendelle, dude. Yeah, we lost to a pretty shitty team. And, like, the referees, the ref were so pissed at our coach for, like, releasing the bench. Like, they freaking lost their shit. Okay, back to the actual thing. Yeah, this exactly. Is we just we go off shit. on these tandems all the time. Like, you got, I'm, I'm sure everyone who's, who's listening to this has seen. The Shane Goss's fair situation. Two games for him. 5K fine for Wilson. Player safety has their fucking head up their ass. Who knows what's going on? Every And then I asked Brett. I'm like, is the fucking... Are the Rangers playing the Caps? Like, when are they playing the next? And I think he said, like, tomorrow. I'm like, I knew it. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Because the Rangers have nothing to lose. They're out of the playoffs. What the fuck do they have to lose? Nothing. But the problem is, is that they have no tough guys. That's the problem they had today. One one of their fucking guys took on Tom Wilson, got his ass kicked, but respect to him. I forgot which guy it was. He had no shot. That guy had no, no shot. No shot. There's no enforcers on the Rangers, unfortunately. But that, like, literally, right when the whistle, like, they were trash talking before before the puck even fucking dropped. You know, there, there were six fights in four, what, four minutes and 14 seconds. 100 penalty minutes in the first period. I don't think I've ever seen... I. I don't think I've ever seen a hockey game like that. I think Brendan Smith was the recipient of the Brendan uh, Smith. That's right. Yes. I believe I can't get that yeah, right, but yeah. he, Brendan Smith. I will give him credit. Tom Wilson got onto the ice. I don't. Tom Wilson was maybe in a fight within three seconds of ice time. Like this guy made sure. Like the second he was on, he's like, "Oh, I'm coming after." Mister Wilson over here, and I'm going after our. He gave him a run. He just didn't have a shot. The pr- See, the Capitals, they didn't even have Ovi playing. Like, they have Chara, Wilson, and Ovi. Like, you're just not beating that team in any sort of brawl. It's just not happening. Like, you just have absolutely historic monsters. Like, and the Rangers are just a bunch of little weasels. Like, they got nothing going on. Like, there's no tough guy. Like, their biggest guy is probably freaking, like, Laffy, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's probably one of their bigger guys out there. Like, I don't think – it's a pretty small team. Like, Yeah, which is the problem, which is – why they like they got their asses kicked? Well, I don't want to say their asses kicked, but like no one really hurt Tom Wilson. Although, okay, apparently Tom Wilson left the game with an upper body injury. Now, what do you have to make of that? I think he hurt his hand in the fight. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think that's what it is. Do you do you really believe he was hurt though? Do you really believe he was hurt? Um, because that whole the rest of the game, they're all like slashing each other, giving each other jabs. Probably not. Big cross check to the head on um I forgot which player it was but that was that was on uh 
Our, what's her name? We made fun of the trade Who's earlier. No, it wasn't Eller. One second. It's our. We made fun of Mantha, right? That's who it was. Anthony Mantha. Yes, Mantha. You know what? We, for the record, we shouldn't have made fun of Mantha because I think he went on like some crazy goal streak after. He got pretty hot when he went to Washington. What? I was gonna say this. I. I Breton shit talk Taylor. We're just gonna step aside for a second. Breton shit talk Taylor Hall. I was wrong about Taylor Hall. He seems like he's doing pretty good in Boston. For what I'm seeing on the highlights, of course he um, was because he's in Boston. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty. I think he's putting up quite a bit of points there. Like, what? what uh, you want to pull the stats there? I'm trying to pull them up right now because the second you said I went, that was the first thing I decided to do. He's averaging just under a point per game right now in Boston. So I, that's that is for a insane. new for a new team just playing on it. That is, yeah. and he's a plus twelve. Yeah. That's he was a he was a minus twenty one this year for Buffalo and he's a plus twelve right now in Boston. So whoa, hold on. So he was minus twenty one coming to the Bruins. Yeah, and his plus minus jumped from jumped thirty. No, no, no. So he's a plus minus with 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 Boston. Say it again. It's glitching right now, hard right? Okay, okay. So with Boston, he's a plus twelve, but I think in total he's like a minus like ten or something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I'm just saying that since like with his time frame, he's a plus. Like with that organization. Hmm. So with this Buchnevich thing, I think I think they're only going to give him two. I don't see them giving him any more than that because if they give him any more than that. The, Ra- the Rangers are just gonna be more upset, but it is it is bad. Like, they have to give him it. It's a straight cross check to the face. Like let you like that's that's not good. The refs probably should have called that eighteen slashes on Manson right before that, but yeah, that's, that's a discussion for another time where that probably would have prevented that. But that we can't have cross checks to the face. That we right. just can't. Is, is player safety making a fool of themselves right now? Player safety, you know, like that SpongeBob episode where like SpongeBob's brain is like exploding and they're like deleting everything in like the copy room. Sure. Like it's right in the brain. People are exploding. Like he, all these like little SpongeBob's in his brain are like deleting everything, throwing stuff in the fire. Oh, yes. Exploding. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That is player safety right now. They're like, oh, like they can't, they're running around. They just don't know what to do. They're like, we weren't prepared. For such craziness to go down, they have no clue to do. They are the absolute biggest fools. They're almost up there with the, the Rangers in a way after firing their president GM in the most worst time possible. Like you Honestly. probably couldn't have done that in the worst time. So me and Brett, you know, we were on a socially distanced walk. You know, we wanted to get out because we are in the most lockdown part of Ontario or of sorry, North America, if, if no one knows. But yeah, we're on a walk, and you know, I'm just checking Twitter. And I see that the GM and the president got fired. I'm like, fuck, it must, it must have been because of the statement they issued the day earlier. And then Friedman's like, it has no correlation at all. So then I, I tune into sports on tonight after the first period of the Habs game. And they're ta- they don't care about the Habs game. They care about all the, about the Rangers and Capitals game. Of course. Don't even talk to me about the Habs losing 5-1 to the Sens right now. We don't even need to talk about that at all. So apparently why they got fired was because the rebuild is taking too long. So the, apparently the rebuild started in 2018, 
and it's now 2021 and it's taken too long. I, I disagree with that. The Rangers are a good team. They they are set up for the future. They may they may have stole a first round first overall pick that shouldn't have been theirs. It should be Detroit's. It's true. They actually fluked into having a quicker rebuild, even like yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't like they're set. They have their stars. They have their prospects. They have their goalies, and they they are probably the best team in the the National Hockey League that did not make the playoffs. Hundred percent. So. They're under 500 team in a tough division, so it's hard to tough. What's their plus minus? Yeah, Sportsnet never shows the plus minus. Sportsnet standings, the app, it's just terrible. I'm not a big fan of Sportsnet, honestly. I like the app. It's so much better than like TSN app. That TSN app is fucking making. I've me never downloaded the TSN app. <laughs> that for everyone listening at home, that app makes me hurl. Like it's so awful. It never even loads. It takes four yeah. years. That's one of the NHL app, too. It takes 100 years to load. There's a lot of problems with the NHL app. But I think so, they got to be a minus, right? They have to be. Because no. they've, they've had some big games, but they've also been no. shelled. Dude, they're plus 23. Okay, well, that's weird. So they're, so they're plus 23 in a division with Washington, Pittsburgh, who we thought was going to underperform but overperformed, Boston, the Islanders, and Philly, who underperformed significantly. Yeah, they division. That is that is probably the toughest division. It is the toughest division. Oh, for sure. I think it's a hand down toughest so division. I, I don't know why they were expecting to make the playoffs. I really don't like. I, I think they could be a good. Yeah, they're gonna be a good wild card next year. Hundred percent. I was not expecting. We, we. I don't think we predicted the Rangers to make the playoffs. There's no way. We, don't go we said, with that division, though. You know. You know what we said? We said Washington, Philly, Boston, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh would miss. That's what. Yeah, we, we had Pittsburgh missing. And like we like we thought Crosby was gonna get traded. Remember those like headlines are like Crosby getting traded, they don't make the playoff. That's yeah, Malkin, Crosby, yeah. Latang, all of them. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. We're just totally big rebuild. <laughs> big rebuild. It's all bullshit. It's all everything all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're an awkward team. I always just feel though that they're just super dysfunctional. Like their coaching's always kind of weird, their stuff's always weird. Because they have a talented team, but they just don't show up in a situation sometimes. Like, they're, they just seem super dysfunctional. Like, something's always going wrong. Like, the Tony D'Angelo situation was just an absolute disaster. Mm. And I almost felt after leaving that is that the Rangers were uh, super dysfunctional because that thing went on for a while and nothing really happened about it until, like, it broke the absolute limit where, like, it went online and that's when stuff started happening. Like, that's the stuff that's been going on for a while. Nobody cared. Because Tony Giangio was just putting up points, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So well, I think there's a lot like going wrong in that New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's. I think there are a lot of things behind closed doors that are going wrong there, and this could help. I think probably a coaching change in the near future will happen. I'm assuming. I. You think so? Because think about when have you ever seen like a setup where something's gone wrong and they fired the GM and the president? That has never happened. It's always the coach first. In this situation, they went for the GM and president. So at some point, that GM and president are going to want their own coach in that situation, and that coach will no longer be there. It's like when Kubis, uh, sorry, Dubas came in, not Kubis. That's the wild one. I guess Kyle Dubas. It kind of goes well. When Dubas came in, Babcock wasn't going to be there for long. He wanted his guy in there. Like It's just going to... And then Keith, who follows them everywhere, end up going to the situation. Like, 
those guys are they're going to find their guys and they're going to have some new coach who's been with this GM for a while because they had the GM pretty quickly. Like he was, he was ready to go. Like they're like, Oh yeah, this guy's here and the president's here. Like they were ready for this decision for a while. Like they just wanted to pull the trigger, but they had to pull the trigger the second they released a crazy statement to the player and safety de- department. Mm. No one disagreed with that. Everyone liked it. I like freaking 53K likes on Twitter. Who disagrees with that? The double dub Twitter re- even retweeted it. There you go. Exactly. Like, do you have anything else to say about the New York Rangers before we move on to a different topic? I just think there's a lot. This is a terrible, terrible situation for a lot of players. I know it shouldn't happen. Panarin's injured, a lot of injuries, but I do think there is some sort of problems there because. When you just casually clean your front office out, like there are more, there are more problems than that. Like there's some, there's, there's some sort of culture problems going on there. Like there's something weird. It's just an awkward situation in New York, and you'll figure, you'll find more information about it as the freaking, as the years goes on and stuff like that. Because this team is just, I know they're super young, but it feels like they'll just never get to that status because they're. It's just such a weird – like, even watch some plays, it's like individual – they have, like, some nice plays, obviously. But, like, it's just a really weird – just it's an awkward team. Like, it doesn't flow. Yeah. This is such a weird – like, even Kako. Like, that guy's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's just, like, there. Like, there's no reason for him being there. He's just there, hanging out. Like, it's, he's just like a, a lot of guys are just awkward fits. It's just – it's weird. Well – We'll move on to the Rangers because I think that was like a 30-minute take on the Rangers. Uh, but I'd like to talk about how the Nashville Predators are about to make the playoffs over the Dallas Stars. Now, I knew Dallas is overrated. Hold on. Can you hear me? Of course. A white screen just popped up on me. On here. Hold on. Oh, my God. My fucking computer. I can see you. Can you? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to keep on talking from where I was. Yeah. As I was saying, I knew that the Dallas Stars were overrated, but I didn't know that they would not end up making the playoffs at all. And a team like Nashville, who has a bunch of worn out guys, essentially, is going to make the playoffs. Like, no no one's really talking about it. 29, like 30 wins, basically, for Nashville. Who, like, who saw that? No one. No, no they're one. also a team that everyone thought they were going to trade their entire team at the deadline. Exactly. <laughs> like, everyone thought Ryan Ellis was gone. Like, Ekholm's gone. All these guys are gone. Forsberg. Like, yeah. I, all I heard was Forsberg to the, the Leafs all the time. That's all I heard. Like, I heard that trade talk so many times. And guess what? They're just going to hang out and be a playoff team. Honestly, Brett, like, freaking, like, every trade rumor is around the Leafs. It, it, it's It's ridiculous. <laughs> Like, anyone who is a trade target is like, oh, they, they can fit in with the Leafs. I know what won't happen because they just don't have the cast base for any of these people. It'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to get They manage somehow. They Nashville. No, but, like, even so, like, the Forsberg ones, you're like, yeah, but Nashville would have to, like, take in at least 80% of their cap. It's like, well, how? That can't – that's not happening. <laughs> like that, you're telling me the Predator is going to pay for your entire contract to play against you? It's like, no, that's not happening. Like, what are we saying here? I know they have, like, 
Yeah, but they don't have like any big move. Like, yeah, they picked Nick Felino up. Like, whatever. Like, move on. Like, Nick Felino ain't game changing in any means. Like, what has he done for the Leafs so far? Like, has he done anything? He plays on the first line with Matthews and Marner. He doesn't do too bad. But I mean, again, when you put anyone with fucking Matthews or Marner, you look like a suit, like, better than you are, right? So. Yeah, aka the Zach Hyman effect. So. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, do the Leafs really look that different without Zach Hyman? Sorry. Like, come on. No, I don't see much difference at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could put anyone up there. You could really put anyone up there. Honestly, I don't know why they don't they, have Nylander. They put Galchenyuk up there. He looks as good as he did when he played with the Canadians. Like, come Probably on. better. <laughs> exactly. Could he play with superstar players? Yeah. I don't know why they never put Nylander on that line, though. I'm always so confused about know. that. That would be, be a power. Like, one day they're like, maybe we're just going to make a really good line. <laughs> all these guys on it. I wonder. What time will tell? Because I don't think he's on their he's not on their top power play line either, is he? Who, Nylander? Yeah. I don't think so. No love for Nylander. Matthews, Marner, Thornton, Riley, Brody. I forgot the other guy. Let me just double. Hyman was usually on that line, like usually. Hyman? Yeah, he usually was. So the line is, oh, I guess it's Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, Riley. That's new because Tavares is never on that line. Mm, yeah. I, he, he's always on the second line. Yeah, no, I've seen Thornton a lot on that line. I see him all the time. I see Simmons out there too sometimes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So Winnipeg just shut at the Flames today. They clinched a spot. Clinch. So they'll so get the. Um, we're assuming they're going to get the third spot, right? Like we're. Yeah, because that this Montreal really needed that win. I get like they have a, a pretty tough schedule. Like they play Toronto like I think three more times. Like they really no. needed this win against yeah. Ottawa because basically it's whoever has the better record going down until the lot like until um, fifty six games. And right now, Winnipeg's one and zero. Montreal's zero one. Two point. Winnipeg's two um, two points ahead now. So I, I I think Winnipeg's gonna end up finishing third. Montreal take fourth. Yeah, I would be. I would be shocked if freaking Montreal gets the third seed. It's just Winnipeg. They finally got their monkey off the back. They finally won the game. They'll they'll move. Like they're way way too talented to just be shit. Like, yeah. who, what's their schedule like? For the rest of the year. Um, let's see. So they play. I think Vancouver a bunch, is it not? Hold on. Do they don't play for a while? They play Vancouver Monday, Vancouver Tuesday. Yeah, but I think they play Vancouver a ton. Um they play the Leafs next Friday, and then that's it. So they play Vancouver. Okay, so Ed, ice and then the Leafs. They'll probably beat Vancouver a shit ton of times and lose the Leafs because the Leafs yeah. have Winnipeg's number. I don't, it don't get it. Every time I watch the Leafs Jets, I think it's like okay, big game, big game, and then it's just the Leafs annihilate Winnipeg every single time. I, I don't know. We were, were talking about this a little on our majestic walk today. I believe Frederick Anderson will be the playoff starter, and there will be some sort of controversy around it. 
What do you think the elite goaltending? Because I think you're you're a low key closet Jack Campbell fan. Like you got some love for Jack Campbell. I'm sorry. After seeing Jack Campbell's, I know I know you weren't as impressed, but I was pretty impressed when I watched the Habs Leafs last Habs and Leafs game. I don't know if it was the previous one or the one before that. I was pretty impressed with Jack Campbell's performance, and he's I think he's around like 14, like only two losses and maybe like two overtime losses, something like that. Like his, standing, his, his stats are like the win percentage is so ridiculous for no, no it is like his save percentage is in the 930s. I think he just has maybe over a little two goals against a game on average, which is pretty good. No, like, no. I think like if they're gonna have a hot goalie and he and he's been hot, he's been hot ever since he started. Like, I mean, I don't see why you would not use him in the playoffs. Like, I and, see Freddie in practice every game, like, I, I see these little things like. Freddie's in practice. He's doing all this stuff. I'm like, you're not injured. You know, you're just not injured. Like, you're alive. Like, I just think something's like they're doing something with him because he's just gonna show up out of the. Your dad will have a freaking heart attack. Day one playoffs, he's gonna see Freddie Anderson net and just explode and be like, I just can't believe this is happening again. And it's gonna be so fun to watch when this happens. But I think there's a highly good chance because he's just gonna show up out of the class because. I don't know if it, has Campbell ever played the playoffs before. Campbell's never played the playoffs. See, that's why my big thing is with the Freddie's going to play because he's played a shit ton of games at this point. Like, at some point, that does matter. Like, you're not going to like. It's hard to throw these guys who've never played in these things. I know there's situations like Bennington and goals like that who've obviously had to make their first starts eventually, but it's super, super tough to do that situation. Like, it's just. So I think there's a very good chance Mr. Frederick Anderson will play. They will, like, release him from LTIR, like, the second he steps on the ice. It'll be a super weird situation, but that's just the least are fucking shifty like that. So I think you should go over the exact situation you told me, just so we can have um, your voice on this and we can come back to it. And if you're completely right, I, I'm going to be stunned, honestly. So I think sense. So if I'm not mistaken, did I start off with Campbell starting? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my Thanks. wild situation, which I think would be the craziest headline in all of hockey, is that I think I had Campbell versus Price in the first game. Campbell gets rocked by like Gallagher. <laughs> like so they get routed. I think they take a five-one wing for Montreal. They pull Campbell for the next game. Price plays. Price gets rocked out of his mind. Has like a a 720 save percentage, boom, they throw Jake Allen in. <laughs> and then so they'll have both the guys in the third game. I think I had the Leafs winning the third, a close one, good goaltending game. Game four, now it's they're up 2-1. I think I had Freddie getting absolutely annihilated. And now they're like, oh, shit, we got to put we gotta put Campbell back in for game – is it game six now? Or game five. I think you're game game five. five. Game five. Price gets annihilated. <laughs> so it'll be like these back and forth goalies just shitting their pants throughout the playoffs. And it's going to finally enter with Carey Price versus Frederick Anderson in game seven. And it'll be the craziest situation. It's all going to flip flop up until it. And it's finally get to this point where it's like, here we are. The goalies for the goalies. We can't do anything about it. And it'll be like 6-5. <laughs> it'll be the game. It'll be the craziest, craziest situation. And guess what? In a month, if this happens, 
we're gonna have to post this on TikTok. We're gonna have to post this Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Reddit forums, YouTube. Honestly, I'm like, trying to find more places to post this. I, so here's the big question: Will you be betting Leafs in seven for that playoff series? So, as a logical person, no. But because of my crazy situation, maybe. Like, see, Montreal versus the Leafs in the playoffs are such a weird. Like, I think it could be a deep series. Personally, I think I'm going to go Leafs in six because everyone's expecting the Leafs to annihilate Montreal. But I don't think so. I think they're going to get him in six. They're I don't gonna... think it'll happen. After watching you guys play them, um, why does it you guys? You're just not even like you're not on the team. Like, I don't know what I'm saying there. You as a fan, exactly watching the uh, Canadians. You guys, sorry, fuck. The Montreal Canadiens play the Leafs very, very physical. Extremely physical. Yeah. And I know Matthew scores his goal. He fucking scores goal every game. Like, what are we? You're not going to stop that. It's like, he's like Thanos. It's inevitable. He snaps his finger every freaking game. Ooh, cool. Whatever. He's so annoying at this point. He's going to, he'll score a super goal, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm just lost. I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. I'm back, Devin. You guys played them super physical. And that's why they won the game. They gritted it out. They ended up getting a situation in overtime where, where you, the Canadians, won the game. And that's how you play them. The, the Canadians are a, a low-key, a bigger physical team. Like, that back end, you have bigger guys. You got freaking Weber's a freaking big guy. Uh, Romanoff plays like a bigger guy. Petrie's pretty decently. Um, Edmonton, I'm assuming, has got to be a big guy. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's a it's a huge defensive corp, yeah. And you guys, I know Gallagher should be back, right? I'm yeah, assuming. probably will be. Duran, I got no clue. Duran, who knows what that guy's up to? Honestly, we'll we'll find out later. We'll talk about that in like a couple minutes. Yeah. Tatar is kind of a more he's a bigger guy. He can play like more physical. It's like uh Josh Anderson, big physical guy. The Canadians have a roster. I'm not saying they can go deep into a playoff. But they have a roster that is designed for playoff hockey. Like, they're not a team that, like, they'll grit themselves in. And then, like, they can make some noise because you see it every year. These freaking physical teams can just slowly just keep grinding through. Like, the Canadians kicked out the freaking the Penguins last year. And they were just – it was stunning. They played gritty hockey in the day. They almost beat the Flyers. And it's because it was just gritty. They played more physical than Philly. And so I think this is a super good matchup for the Leafs to start off because they always get fucking bullied by the Bruins every single year in that first round. I'm not saying the Canadians are anything close to where the Boston Bruins are, but they're kind of like the Boston Bruins' little cousin in a way because they play similar. The only difference about them is that they just don't have three superstars on their top line. Like, freaking, they're literally the little cousin. They play just like them. They play super physical, super gritty. They get in there. I don't think they lick as much. That's why it's a cousin, distant cousin. They're going to give them a run for money. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be shocked if the Canadians won the series. I'm not going to say they will. Won't be shocked. I think the Leafs will end up. They'll pull the trigger in six or seven, but that is kind of a. It's a good matchup to try to get them out of their slumber because. They can't win. Like, this first round thing's excessive. Especially they lost to Columbus last year, like, in that bullshit mm-hmm. series. Like, yeah. how do you lose to Columbus? Like, get your shit together. Like, this should be it, though. So. I knew Columbus was going to win. I, I, I knew they, like, they were a better defensive team than the Leafs. The Leafs had 
they were exposed defensively, and they Cordo Corpusalo stood. Corpusalo and Dubois <laughs> lit up the Leafs. Corpusalo maybe had the greatest like three week period of hockey. Remember when he had like eighty eight saves against the like the Lightning and like quadruple overtime. Yeah, that insane. We're talking about a real but Corpusalo had maybe the craziest three week period in that bubble. Like that guy was so dialed in. Yeah. There's no reason the Leafs should have lost that though. I I know they were exposed. There's no reason. Like I know. They shouldn't. Have. I do think there will be a situation where it'll be the third round of the playoffs and say, like, the Leafs play Tampa, and they're just like, holy shit. We have not played a team anywhere close to this. Yeah, that has been my whole my whole worry about the Canadian division is that they're going to come to the third round, and they're going to be like, oh, fuck, that. Because, yeah, there's some decent teams in the Canadian division. I don't think they're any of them are top teams in the league. Like Edmonton's second in the division, they're a, they're terrible. I don't care. Edmonton sucks. They're not a top team in any fucking platform in the world. There's gonna be a situation where they have to play Tampa, or they have to play Washington, or you'll have to play. I don't know how it's set up to be honest. Like, what we're, team, we're gonna find out. What division? Did we just like, haven't released it, but we're gonna find out. How have they not fix? So, or you play Vegas, or you play Colorado. There'll be a situation where they're just gonna have to be like, oh fuck, we, this is a team. Because all of these guys, they've played – Tampa's had big teams. Colorado has had Vegas and Minnesota, mm-hmm. vice versa for those teams, that have been to- – like, I'm not going to call Minnesota a top team. I'll just say Colorado and Vegas. They have played each other throughout the year where those are top, both top teams of the league that they can kind of gross themselves with what's going on. Toronto really hasn't had that. Like, Winnipeg obviously is good, but I wouldn't put them in a top five, six team in the league. I wouldn't put any of those – Canadian teams in those top spots. So it's going to be very interesting when they finally face that super dominant team that they usually would get, they would face, I'd say, four or five times because they are in a normally tough division. It'll be very interesting to see what, I'm hypothetically saying the Leafs are based off standings. They will move on through that. It'll be very, very interesting what happens when they play these teams. And it'll, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a game one, if they got five, nothing slaughter. doesn't matter who comes out. I, if Edmonton comes out of the thing and they play Tampa game one, I think it'll be a slaughter fest. But it just, it'll be, it's a very worrisome thing to see right now. Something to keep an eye on for the future. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like everyone, a lot of people that I've talked to, they, like even my grandfather, he, he you know, he's in a hockey. He said the exact same thing as what you just said. But what I'm not looking forward to, though, going back to the Leafs and Habs, is the Leafs haven't won a playoff series in like 20 something years. And, they're gonna no, get. You should be on this. I feel like the Canadians should. Like, this is your thing. This is your moment in the sun. It's like you can beat the Leaf in this bullshit series out of nowhere that would have never have happened in any situation. Right. I, I, I'm just. I'm the just Leafs letting... Canadians haven't played a playoff series in like 50 years. This yeah, is it. Yeah. My lifetime, it's never happened. It's here, 2021. This I, is I it. just want you to know if the Habs somehow clutch it out. I'm never going to stop talking about it. You know that. I'm never going to stop talking about it. Like, when I come over, like, I'm just going to harass, like, your mother about it. Like, it's just, it's inevitable. Like, <laughs> I'll just be, see, like I said, there's a very decent chance they will pull off. Like, as with the goalie I think controversy. there's a small chance. I think there's a small chance. I know. I'm saying you guys are on the door. You, there's a foot in the door. It's creaked open. I just think. So this will escalate to Jonathan Duran. I, I'm not going to say you need Jonathan Duran to win this series, but 
Jonathan Duran, as much as we harass him on this like on this podcast and just when we talk, he is one of your best players. So like, we like, we have to kind of understand that. Yeah. What is going on with Jonathan Duran? Are we ever expecting him coming back? He said he's taking a personal leave of absence, and that's all we heard. Honestly, and maybe something mental. Honestly, who knows? Like it could be anything. I have no idea. No one knows anything except the guys in the locker room. That's it. But they t- they from the tweets that I was reading and I sent you it, it seems pretty serious. I don't know. So like what I'm reading right now is like one like av- uh, one not avalanche Canadian like I'd say Montreal thing. They said drain situation reveals toxic element in Montreal Canadian fan base. So maybe somebody with the fan base pressure finally got to him or something like that. Which yeah, but I'm I- sorry Montreal fan base, you might need Jonathan Durant like. No, yeah, no. I I was reading um, some stuff, and people were saying uh, something about like toxic, like reporters in Montreal and this stuff, and they're they're asking him like or something about them being hard on him. Maybe that has to do with something. Like they're they're showing about some things where like reporters be like they played great, Duran sucks. So, like it'll just be like unnecessary like, comments. Like reporters are te- like yeah, from Montreal they're terrible. Like they're very hostile. It's very much like it in Toronto. I will say Jonathan Duran was always put up in this light of he's a superstar player. And he's just, it was unfair. Because we traded a very good defenseman for him. I know you don't, you don't, you're not a big fan of Sergeyev, but I, I think we completely lost that trade. Like I, I would much rather have Sergeyev over Duran. And he's just, he's not what we thought he would be. Like that, that player on Tampa that we, that, that high, powered offensive player that was sort of it's kind of like a we wanted like a mini Matthews you know like insane wrist shot little speedy guy we didn't get that and you wanted Andre Burkowski that's what you wanted what you wanted Andre Burkowski sure a little bit better though <laughs> I'm, I'm just, if the Montreal Canadiens had Andre Burkowski you would be going you'd be sucking Burkowski's dick constantly if, he, if yeah. you guys had Berkey, you'd be, you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy. Like, you'd be losing your shit. Probably on. Yeah, like, so, Sergeyev has decent points, I will say. Like, 30 points, 53 games, not bad as defensive, plus nine in Tampa. I, I just always thought Jonathan Duran was always put in a very just, I wouldn't say a difficult situation. It's just, like, they never, he never had a chance. Like, it just it's not his fault. Like, it's just he never... He shouldn't have been in the situation it was. Like, you guys traded for him, and you're like, oh, my God, we have him. The franchise is like, no, Jonathan Duran's a really good second-line player, second, third-line guy. He's super good with that. Situationally, apparently unbelievable in penalty shootouts. Like, whatever. We didn't know that. But he's one of the best in the league, apparently. Montreal reporters and, and the Montreal media, and just the Habs fan base in general, they want him to be even, like, like it's just insanely good because you know he he is also French Canadian right so they want him to be like that you know Maurice Richard uh, kind of player and and he's not like at all like he's not nowhere close it's just not like he doesn't deserve that like he never he's a good player but he's just not going to be on that level no I mean, it's just so I, we're 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 all assuming this is the pressure that has finally kind of got to him and it happens in Toronto all the time Tyson Berry last year was a mediocre defenseman he gets out of Toronto and he's I'm not saying he's a st- all-star now, but you I know he's playing with very good people in Edmonton, but he's playing way better. There's less pressure on these guys there. I know he went from Denver in a place where he probably would not get recognized in the street to 
the hockey capital of the world in Toronto. Like those situations, those hotspots are super difficult to play. And you, I guess you, you can't tell the media to be like, okay, you really got to be nice to this guy. Like, come on. Like, Drennan, you really got to be nice to him, you know? Can't be mean to him. Like, Kessel was a big, Kessel was a big person in, in Toronto for that. People were so hard on Phil Kessel in Toronto because they're like, they all put the pressure on him to be that superstar player. We all know Phil Kessel isn't a superstar player and doesn't want to be a superstar player. Like, I, like we always saw like freaking Kessel be chirping the media all the time. Like people asking questions. I think the legendary quote, he's like, he just, he just curses out these guys all the time. Like, and so I guess it's, he's finally breaking. I don't, I guess he's in a bunker somewhere. I like his dream is not like deleted everything. Probably honestly. He, he's, Have any of the players commented yet? What's that? Have any of the players on the Canadians that commented? No, on it's just like, like one of the tw- like I think um, I think it was Dano. He's like, this is more than hockey, and I'm like, like what the fuck is going on? That seems serious to me. That that seems very concerned. When you're when you're saying things are more than hockey, it's serious because hockey's pretty serious. Come on, like. <laughs> so are we thinking he's back for the playoffs? I I don't want to rush anything mental in this orientated. Obviously, that's not fair to him in any. Situation. He needs his time, obviously. But are we thinking there's a chance he's back for the play? I don't think he'll be back in the regular season. But. So he has a month. I'm saying there's a chance, but I don't know because we haven't heard anything ever since he said he's taking a first leave of absence. Anything. That's. So I think right now everyone, I believe the media is giving him space of what I've seen. I don't think they're harassing him at the they're moment. They're harassing well, Caulfield now. That, that's the big story. That's, that's what's going See, on. this is another thing. Cole Caulfield is going to be put in such a ridiculous light. Yeah. So in our last podcast, we, me and Devin were kind of sucking Caulfield's dick hard because we're like, we just need – Canadians need something here. Like, like, might as well throw him in. They finally can afford him. Like, I guess they need Duran to leave to afford him. Like, honestly, like, this is ridiculous. But – Whatever. So he's he's scored. I guess in three goal three games he's got two goals, two game winning overtime goals. Like yeah, the the Ottawa one it was it was a tip in you know it's it's whatever. But the like the third like he he played a game against the Leafs and he hit the crossbar mid game and I'm like oh my god I just want him to get a goal against the Leafs. This will be so perfect to show them. And he gets a goal in overtime. I couldn't be more happy. Honestly, I could not be more happy. So just talking about the Duran thing, are you a little nervous that the media will just overall crush Cole Caulfield? Because I think Cole Caulfield would be a very good player in the NHL. I don't think he'll be that superstar player. We all know the reason why we I don't. It's because he's just a he's a little smaller. Even though he looks just like me, apparently. We just found this out. This is like my yeah, doppelganger. Honestly, he do- I see it. And no one disagrees with this point. He, he he does look a little. I'll like take him. it. There's I feel like there's worse people to look like, so I'll take it. Like might as well. I am a little concerned though that like when Caulfield in these, I don't expect him in the playoffs to be the huge threat. Just because playoff hockey, super physical hockey, as we all know. Like like my concern when I was watching him, he does in these puck battles. He is just not no, existent. He gets knocked off puck battles in the corners very easily, and that's. That's what I'm concerned. And you know what? There is no three-on-three hockey in the playoffs, which is very concerning, you know? So he hasn't really done – like, he, he did he did pretty well in the power play. Like, he, he's hit a couple posts and crossbars. But, yeah, he takes a lot of shots. But that's what that's, that's what the goalies are expecting, though. He needs to pass a little more because the goalies are expecting these shots out from him. 
because he's got an absolute rifle, as we all know. We've all seen the highlights. He, I remember, I remember the first ever Caulfield highlight I saw when he ripped it off like that Team Canada goal. He's like helmeted in. I think we kind of, we've kind of seen it. It's like from the corner. I'm pretty sure that was him. If it wasn't him, I'll be. It was when he played for the U.S. developmental team. It was like his first ever highlight. He was like on the corner, like behind the net, and ripped one like off the goalie's mask and in. It's a, I think. Well, if you, everyone can find that. That's his cool coffee. Striping his team Canada. Like that's all you have to freaking search in the in the little YouTube search bar. But I think, yeah, he's an unbelievable three on three hockey player. I have, I just five on five. He hasn't done anything. Like this game didn't. Over, Ottawa didn't go to overtime, and we just didn't hear about Cole Caulfield tonight. Like he just doesn't. Like it, it is a little concern. I know this is three games in. We're putting this. We're we are the Montreal media right now, and for no reason. But for playoff times, we're the Montreal Canadiens gonna need a little more help because I don't think he's gonna be the absolute cavalry to get yeah. you through. He can get you a nice power play situation, but five on five, it'll be it's gonna be very difficult for Cole Coffin to get going. Especially yeah, no. he starts throwing Wayne Simmons out there for a rough oh, yeah. It's gonna be over. Yeah. I, the big part of our offense is Gallagher. Like ever since Gallagher left with his um his broken thumb, our power play's been like slaughtered, like slaughtered. It's been terrible. Our goals a game in April was terrible. Like we were struggling to get more than two goals in a game. Like that that shouldn't happen. Like Gallagher is like, I, I I, it's weird to say this, but he's kind of like the backbone of the Canadians' offense. <laughs> if, when is Gallagher expected back with the thumb? What's that? Is he expected back soon or like when? So, we- He's very so he's not coming. I, what I've read is he's very unlikely to come back for the rest of the season. But he, it, they're hopeful he can come back for the start of the playoffs. So I'm assuming he's coming back for the start of the playoffs. I always think it's like these guys' injuries. Like I feel like they're always back with for playoffs. Like it doesn't matter what happens. Like we always hear about like Boston in a series to be like Bergeron's like had like a torn ACL the entire playoffs. Like what are you talking about? Or like there's always like I remember uh, OV one playoff like. He posted a picture of his leg after the playoff. It was just completely black. And I was like, how were you playing hockey with that? Like, I have no clue. These guys always have the craziest injuries, and they always, like, come back. Like, oh, yeah. It's always, like, the classic. It's, like, probably – what time is it usually? Usually, like, the Stanley Cup is, like, given out soon at this point. Is it not? Like, yeah, usually, it's, usually uh, it's, like, this month. It's in a month. They usually beginning of June, yeah. Like, you always get the like, weird thing. It'll be, like, right after. It's, like, Ryan O'Reilly, like, say, I guess, like, middle of June is, like, has the surgery. Like, they'll just, like, low-key say that and it's, like, be out two weeks or something like that. It's, like, what the fuck happened to him? It's, like, oh, no. Like, he tore his meniscus, like, in the second round, but nobody knew. It's, like, well, what do you mean he tore his meniscus? Like, what? A- that always happens to pop hockey. So, I don't think I thought. Was it a thumb or a finger? It was his thumb. Oh, well, I'll tape it up. He doesn't need a thumb, does he? No. I think he does, but... He'll inject him painkillers. Trust me, that guy will be moving. Like, he will oh, even... Yeah. He'll be high out of his mind out there. Might play a little better. Maybe he'll be... He'll turn into Brad Marchand now. We're talking about, like... We're talking yeah, about, like, the little cousin. Brad Marchand is very similar to Brennan Gallagher in so many ways. He's just not as good. That's the only thing. Except the licking and all that shit. I feel like he would lick, though. I feel like he might do it. He gives me that crazy eyes, man. He's no. wild. Like, he's Gallagher's just crazy. Not oh, no. Uh, but I I, to... they are very similar players, but Marshawn is obviously, you know, a little 
I think we have to discuss this. What, like, Max Domi was your hero. What happened to Max Domi this year? Like, he just... Max Domi just shitting the bed in Columbus. Not... Should Torch be fired? <laughs> Where's Columbus right now? I think they're second last in their division. <laughs> like... I know they don't maybe have all the talent, but I'm sick of hearing somebody's in the doghouse every single game. It's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 line A played two minutes. It's like, oh, nice, nice. Like, 17, I don't understand it. 17-25-12. I think he's got to change some sort of coaching thing. Like, he's got to be – I know Torch is a tough ass. We understand that. I think he's got to be a little lighter here because – how many people can you throw? How many star players can you trade away? I don't I don't know what, what how many. Like this is getting excessive. Like I know this is all this happened a lot like a little while ago, but like I feel like every time I hear with the Columbus Blue Jackets, it's like Torch is like another guy who's like got benched in the third period. It never ends. Like like Line A like never got a chance. I don't like I thought he had a bad in Winnipeg. Like it's like it feels like it's worse in Columbus. And he's just yeah, he just eating it. He just doesn't understand what's going on. And I feel like Line A, his stats. Oh, yeah, he's had a. It's a rough year for Line A statistically. Damn, Line A played one game for the Winnipeg Jets this year. How is that even possible? No, because he was injured a lot. Oh, sure. He got one game at three points and then disappeared. Yeah, like Line A in, in forty-three games this season, he's got twenty-one points. Yeah, for Line A, that's not too good, honestly. Remember when Jesse used to say Line A was better than Matt Matthews? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, good so, old days, eh? So good old I, day. I, uh, I asked you this when we were on our, our little socially distanced <laughs> walk today. Do you think that Matthews is overrated now? So it's a yes and a no. So because as a if people throw like, hey, Matthews is the best score, goal scorer in the league. I'm not going to argue against that. He's up there for sure. I'm not going to say he's overrated in that way. He's overrated when people say he's like a top three player. Like when the the Matthews over McKinnon stuff, I could be super biased because I'm an Avalanche fan. Like I obviously we have to consider that, but I don't think he's close to Nathan McKinnon. I don't like. I think Nathan McKinnon overall is a way better player than Austin Matthews. So. Like, Austin Matthews is, a like, a Corvette who can score. He doesn't do anything else. Like, I don't think we get that. He doesn't play defense. Doesn't really – I don't think he, he doesn't pass too much. Like, look at his assists. They're not They're not crazy. He just scores a ton of fucking goals. Like, so best goal scorer, I don't think he's overrated in that aspect. Player, I don't uh, – yes. As an overall player, yes. <laughs> if that makes sense in any way. Okay. The only thing that I'm going to say about this is if you say that McDavid, Matthews is better than McDavid, then just get your head out of your ass because you have no idea what you're talking about. No, because like, he's not better than McDavid. I don't think he's better than Drysdale. I I don't think he's better than McKinnon. So I don't think he's a top three player in the world. I think it's debatable about the Drysdale and Matthews thing. Drysdale's just so tough because the points he, like, his points he puts up are just so ridiculous. 105, 110. Like, and he would be on pace for 100 this season. Like, he's just – Austin Matthews has never been close to 100 points his career, ever. He has never been close to 100 points. His career high was 80, and that was last year in 70 games. So, he's never been close to 100 points. 
ever in his career. So the fact that people put him up as an overall player, you just can't do it. Like, Mitch Marner is a better career high than him. I know Matthews is constantly injured. I know we have to consider that. But, like, Miko Randon has a better career high. Like, I don't know. But, like, Matthews really can't show that he can play a full season healthy. And he scores a ton of goals. I understand that. Like, he's got 39 goals in 40 games. That's phenomenal. It's just he doesn't do other things as well as he scores. Like, he's super. Yeah, he's just an insane goal scorer, yeah. That's kind of what he is. That's – I'm not going to say that's all he is, but in a way – like, you were talking about this, Drew, like, how you kind of judge, like, all time, like, a crazy good player. Can they go end to end? And I don't think Austin Matthews can go end to end. I think I he has he's going to these breakaway situations or these weird things where he has a move and gets like free. He's not fast enough, not skilled enough to get into the situations to go end to end. I don't think he can. I don't think he do. I know I've seen Drysaddle do it. I've seen David do it. I know I've seen McKenna do it. I've seen a bunch of random other people. I think Matthews. Don't get me wrong. Matthews is a. I, I'd probably say a top five player in the world. I don't think he's better than Matthews. Sorry, McDavid. Drysaddle or McKinnon. I don't – I oh, nothing yeah. nothing shows me yet, but yeah. we will yeah. see. He has to put up 100 points first. That's kind of what it is. Like, well, His goals a game average, I think it's like around 0.8, somewhere 0.8, 0.85, somewhere. And it's it, it's pretty crazy. Like, how many goals does he have running? He's close to 40. He's got 38, 39, yeah. 39. So let's just fucking we'll round up and say 40. So. Even this year, right now. So Austin Matthews has two less points than McKinnon, and McKinnon's played two less games than Matthews. So like just like that, even. Like, so we play, are miles above. I won't say miles, but it's significantly higher. So if we played an 82 game season, Matthews would be on pace for 64 goals. Which is a which is pretty good for sixty goals, eh? Sixty four, yeah. But that's you. That's you playing him playing eighty two, right? Yeah. So I just did eighty. Sorry, I just did eighty two um, divided by how Lisa played fifty one games. Yeah. So it's it's one point six, and then I did one point six times how many goals he has right now. So I know he's missed a few games a season. I think three or something like that. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think we can gamble that he can play full eighty-two. I don't think it's possible to be honest. Has he? He's ever done it. He's done it once in his career, and that was his rookie season. Yeah, because I mean, earlier in the season, everyone was talking about his wrist, and they were really worried about his wrist. And I guess that kind of went away. Yeah, people have weird problems. Back acts up. His shoulder breaks. Like he always got these weird, still weird injuries all the time. Yeah. Another thing for Matthews, I need him to show up in the playoffs. I, you know what, Austin Matthews, like if you look up Nathan McKinnon's point, like point percentage in the playoffs, like it is insanity. If you're going to say he's better in these situations, I need these stats in the playoffs because this is usually when, like, you need, I, I bet you his playoff stats are not as bad as I probably think they are. So until playoffs, oh no, they are. In 25 games, he has 19 points. I'm sorry, in the playoffs, you need to be a point per game player. When you're the best player on the team, you need to be a point per game. It's just how it is. I know 19 and 25 are good like good stats, but you need to be above and beyond in the playoffs. That is a, another reason why they don't ever really move on too far. So you can't tell me he's that player when McKinnon, where is he in the playoffs? 
McKinnon's got 54 points in 40 games. Like, shut up. Shut up. Fight me, okay? Fight me. I want to hear it. He's not bad. I, I still it. stay with Mc, McKinnon over Matthews, for sure. I think just hearing the playoff stats is just not close. Like, be a point-per-game player in the playoffs, Matthews. Just do it. Yeah. You've had the situations. You've been in the playoffs most of your career. Probably, actually, sorry, every season in your career, I'm pretty sure, except maybe one. Actually, probably every season, if I'm not mistaken. He, I think they played them in Washington his first season, maybe? In the playoffs? Yeah, they, they played yeah. Washington. I think. So, yeah, yeah. So he's been in the playoffs every season. You know, point game. Yeah. Fight me. Like, I don't care. Fight me. Move to the second round. Then I will have this discussion. Until you pull these things off, I don't care about you anymore. So, <laughs> Move on. Move on. Two things that we forgot to shout out is Kopitar reached 1,000 points today. Pretty, pretty big milestone for the guy. And Oshi got... Yeah, the hat trick tonight. Yeah, yeah we did. His, his dad, he announced his dad passed away like a couple days ago. So, shout Huge out to respect him. to TJ Sochi. I always call him that because at, uh, I was watching this random hockey and I was watching it on the screen. I'm like... They keep on putting this guy on, and I can't believe they ended up winning that. It's such a crazy shootout. TJ Soshi is such a he's such a legend. Yeah, like he's just such a legend for all the reason. Huge respect. Just obviously, when you hear those heartfelt stories, that's just, it's always good to see. He it's yeah. kind of it almost got overshadowed because it was such a crazy game, and he just had a hat trick in the craziest game of the season. Like, yeah, no, we're all yeah. freaking out, and TJ Soshi's like, I'm not a part of this shit. I'm just no, gonna, like, yeah, like, they, they had to leave him alone. There. I'm going to score my hat trick tonight. We're all going to be cool. Everybody on the other team who may not be on the team by the night, they're all kicked out, everyone. I'm just going to slowly but surely just get in there and have a nice hat trick. So, yeah. I, I don't think I can call him Oshi. It's weird. It has to be Soshi, yeah. always. Because it just flows, too. It just works. Oh, what a guy. Is he, he's he's got to be he's American, right? Yeah, he's American. Yeah. Because oh, for that one, they won the run. That's when Castle's on that team too. He's a beauty. Yeah. Well, Devin, I think that's. I think this is a pretty jam-packed episode tonight. I'm not this sure. is a pretty good Abby. What do you think? I think it's del- delicious, delightful, and enduring. Dude. What? Off season, dude. Off. Well, okay. Well, so Dev, I will point this out. I got. My two head covers. I got a couple hoodies. I got the swim trunks. This might be, especially with the DUBZ25 deal, use the code checkout, probably the best bang for the buck I have ever received in my I got these head covers. My dad freaking ran to his bag to put this putter cover on. Ran. He's old bugger. Green hair and all. Ran. Sprint. Made sure he wanted to have... He didn't want that old cover on there. He's like, oh my god. Nice little leather thing. Amazing design. He went absolutely berserk. My mom's wearing the sweaters by the fire. Whole family went absolutely berserk when the package came in. Obviously, apparel is just... It's before it's time. Nobody saw this coming. The most low-key underrated brand in the world. Amazing customer service. I had a little thing with my my order. They're like, oh, yeah, we just don't have this in stock anymore. They got back to me instantly, fixed it up for me, sent it out immediately, ship within the day. That is the stuff you need. 
And that's what you get from off-season apparel. So use the code DUBZ25. And that's all you, man. That's all you, baby. You're welcome. See, I keep on telling you that I'm going to place an order. And, you know, I, I've been looking at some golf shirts, honestly. I've been looking at some golf shirts to get. But the only problem is, is that, I don't, I've, you know, I've been unemployed for eight months. I don't have a job. And I don't really have any money. I'm kind of bro- I'm a broke boy right now, right? Well, so, Devin, your birthday is coming up, you know. <laughs> it's in three months. <laughs> and nothing brings up the birthday like off-season apparel. Hey, Father's Day is coming up. Mother's Day this weekend. Hey, if any, yeah, Mother's Mother's Day. Love a mother, get off-season apparel. Exactly. These would be great Mother's Day, Father's Day gifts. So like, if you want to make my dad as happy as he is when he saw those. We, we got matching swim trunks now, me and my dad. It's beautiful, stunning. Navy blue. The Like, come on. The, the off-season apparel logo is up there with the best of them. Like, it honestly is. We just have to admit it. Like with Skokie Chair, you can't beat that, you know? Got a nice little golf pin behind it. Just like a casual, casual brand. It's honestly just a great Canadian brand. I think it's nothing. It's just awesome. I really can't complain with Aussie Apparel. And these freaking, I don't want to, I ordered six golf gloves from Aussie Apparel. These new things. They have the same leather that the tour, tour guys use. And it's just as good. It's honestly unbelievable. And guess what? They're marketing for like $15 a glove. Devin, you know what a high-end tour glove for Titleist cost? How no. much? $35. $35. These things are $15. Are we serious? Are we serious? Come on. It's not even to save your money. Just get the best thing you got. You're doing like, yourself a favor, honestly. You're honestly. If people are like, oh, like, I don't want to cheap out for this brand. This brand is just better than the what you would have got. And it's cheaper. So what are we saying? And guess what? It's, it's awesome prices as it is. And then you throw the code on. You're living, you're living lavish, my friend. Holy cow. You're moving. Moving. I just, we just, I just had to talk. It's not even like, it's not even going to read this point. This is just like, I got my off-season apparel stuff. And I'm like, man, this is just awesome stuff. So I just want, I want people to feel how I feel about off-season apparel. So just, just pay for it. That's all you have to do. Put the credit card information in and pay for it. It's all you need to do. What could go wrong? Just pay for it. What a beautiful segment to end the epi, eh? I think it's beautiful. I hope everyone have a great morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace. It's going to get loud like a 12 gauge, like a shockwave shaking the ground.